You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. I am excited that you have tuned in today because today we have got some information that is going to help you in your life, in your world and in your affairs, whatever is going on. I have with me a young lady today that is a friend of mine. So this is going to be an easy conversation, a girlfriend conversation. And so we are going to just break open some things talking about something that affects millions and millions of people around the world. That's right. It affects millions of people around the world. So what I want you to do is I want you to call a friend, tell someone that we are on today and let them know this information that we are going to share with you today can help save a life, can help lengthen a life because people go through this on a day by day by day basis. And so this young lady that I have with me today, I'm saying young lady because she's a young one. (laughs) She's a young one. But the thing about it is she has experienced something in her life and her whole life's mission is about helping people through trauma. That's right, folks, trauma. You've experienced it maybe in your life or you know someone that has gone through trauma and they're not the same. Some people may have gone through some trauma and they've got some help. A lot of people have it. So I want you to grab a pen, call a friend and share this information. Take some notes because this is going to be an important conversation that we're going to have on today. My guest today is Rhonda Johnson and Rhonda Johnson has a show on JD3 TV, which is called Heal Trauma Like a Boss. She has mastered this. She's helping people that come to her, giving them information. People's lives have been turned around as a result of being in Rhonda's presence and going through the different types of treatment and understanding and conversations that she has with them. So I'm excited about this today because I know this is a 911 conversation that we can have to be able to put some information into your hands so that you can share with your loved ones and friends. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest today, Rhonda Johnson. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Sheila, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. You know, Rhonda, there is so much that we have to unpack in this conversation talking about trauma. And, you know, for those of you that have that are under a rock or that maybe not know what this subject is all about, trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event um, like an accident or a rape or a natural disaster. It doesn't have to be physically something happened to you. Like we said, a natural disaster that could cause trauma. So today we're going to unpack some of the different types of trauma and, and what does it look like and what if it goes untreated? So Rhonda, we're going to back up a little bit. I want you to give me a little bit of your backstory of how life was going with you. And then when you experience trauma when you really recognize that it was trauma and and kind of what happened in that story wow well what happened with my story was um first of all i experienced childhood trauma wow when you're a child you don't know that you're experiencing 
trauma or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a lot of emotional abuse and neglect and being thrown into adult situations as a wow. child. Mm. So I didn't I didn't get to have like a normal childhood. I had to come out and practically be an adult from day one. <laughs> mm. Wow. So, wow. And then you I know, found out later that I was uh -huh. in trauma. <laughs> well, you know, let's just talk about that a little bit, because when you talk about childhood drama, backing it up, a lot of children don't even know that they're experiencing trauma. You said that you were thrown into a situation because of, you know, your parents, the situation they were in. And so you had to grow up really fast, which a lot of people that do that, they want to go back and try to experience that, that life as a child. I, I remember hearing Michael Jackson talk about some of the things that he couldn't experience as a kid, as far as playing with other kids on the playground and doing some of the normal things, because for him, he had to work, work, work as a child. And so he experienced some type of trauma because he wasn't able to have fun and just be a normal kid. He had to kind of grow up fast because he was in the entertainment industry. So when you say as a kid growing up fast, you know, a lot of times parents are realizing the trauma that is being caused to their children. They're going through something, but they're long. These children are going through trauma by being in a situation that seeing parents fight or seeing parents argue or, or just even financial problems that it could cause. So, so what were some of the other trauma that you experienced as a child besides growing up fast? What were some of the other things so that people can recognize that their child, they may be putting their child in trauma or if they're not understanding why their child is acting out, it could be because they're experiencing trauma. Oh, yeah, because there's so many different ways uh, that people act out with trauma. I wasn't much of a person to, to act out. I was kind of mm. quiet. The way mm. that I acted out, I think I had determined that I was going to get out of it. Um, mm. I had my parents take me to um, a model agency when I was six years old. I told them I wanted to work. Wow. And, uh, I did. At six, I actually, at six years old. Six. Wow. And I knew what I wanted to do. Mm. <laughs> wow. Um, so I, I did that. I actually did a lot of modeling with my uh, stepmother. I had a stepmother as well. Okay. That's that's what I mean. Just having a lot to deal with being mm. so young. You wow. Know, two sets of parents. And um, it was it was difficult. I really don't know exactly how I got through it. I just know mm. that I had to keep going and um, I had to gain my, my independence later on. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. one thing that helped me a lot was I found some books when I was about 10. Okay. And one of the books that I found was called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm. I had that book. I had some cassettes and I just started to immerse myself in another world mm. and trying to learn these principles and everything. Mm -hmm. And my um, stepfather would say, I had one of those two. Uh, <laughs> you're you're pipe dreaming. Why wow. are you, why are you wow. reading? Why are you reading that? He had it already determined in his mind that I was going to be a secretary and that was it. And mm. I was very defiant and rebellious inwardly. Mm. I wasn't like really outwardly. Wow. But I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And I defied so many things that I was told to do just because I was angry for having been put in this situation. Wow. And Children should not make major decisions. Wow. Age because I would see him mistreating my stepmother and I would say, I'm never going to like she would cook for him all the time. And he would like throw the food. And I would say, I'm not I'm never going to cook for a man because that's the way I thought it was. I mm. said, I'm never going to learn how to cook. 
So I'm six years old. You know what? If a six year old says, I'm not going to learn how to cook. I'm not thinking the whole thing through that. I may have a family later on. that I may want to eat myself. Mm, no. Mm, so mm. at this age, I'm still I'm like disabled when it comes to cooking. Wow. Because of that decision that I made at six years old. And, you know, that's pretty bad. I mean, I know it's something that could be corrected, but but that's the thing. Right. If someone is abused when they're young or something like that, they may say, well, I'm never going to I'm never going to uh, let anyone get close to me. Mm, wow. And things like that. So, yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that because as we're starting out at the beginning, talking just about childhood drama, uh, trauma that goes on, uh, you know, it, I'm even thinking about in the news, a lot of times you'll see um, where they're talking about the gender type of trauma. For instance, a little boy that wants to be a little girl, a little girl that wants to be a little boy, even at age six, you said at six, you were experiencing trauma. And so, they're going through different types of trauma because they're like, do, am I a boy? Am I a girl? What's happening? What's going on? As they experience the outside world, trauma comes in so many different forms, even with children. And that's one of the things we see a lot in the news, the gender trauma that's going on. People feeling like they can't be themselves. Not only that, but the financial trauma, you know, like you said, okay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to cook. I don't want to do this or do that. You know, there's so much that can affect you as a child that can, that, that later on in life, you start to experience, it starts to happen. And you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? You know, I know that some children would say they have nightmares or they, they're having panic attacks or anxiety, even in school, you know, especially as we've gone through this pandemic and still in it somewhat. Now, children are still experiencing um, trauma because there's still terrible events happening in their lives. You know what I'm saying? And so we don't want to ignore the fact that a child could experience trauma. It's not just adults. We're going to get into that. But just the fact that the children are experiencing trauma because sometimes it could be a car accident. And I've heard of this happening where, you know, the the mother and the mother was lost. You know, a friend of mine had they were in the car, her and her little brother and and the the tornado came and the tornado took the car and flipped it over. Well, the mother at that time didn't they didn't have seatbelts on, but the children were thrown out of the car and the mother was thrown out of the car. But she was deceased, you know, when the, the paramedics got there. And so the children grew up without a mother in their life trauma and that trauma affected them their whole lives. You know what I'm saying? And so whether it's an accident or a natural disaster, you know, we have to recognize that children can go through trauma, not only children, but let's move on a little bit through the years as a teenager. You know, what were some things that were happening to you as a teenager as a result of unresolved trauma, maybe in your life, because you're seeing things happening within your family unit, um, as you're growing up and how did this affect you as you got older, became a teen and going into school and things like that in high school type of thing? Okay. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I was rebellious. Mm. Um, so I started hanging with the, with the bad girls. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. The girls who, who uh, cut class or the wow. girls that drank and smoked on the breaks. We had these breaks and everything. So I'm yeah. like 13, yeah. 14. Right. Right. Because I never felt good as a child, you know, as mm. a child, you should feel good. Yeah. So yeah. I told myself that, uh, when I grew up, I wanted to be a drug addict because I heard that drugs make you feel better. Wow. So and wow. I, I was on my way starting at in like eighth grade. Mm, mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And see, that's the thing that we if, if, if trauma 
all these emotional responses, Rhonda, that you talk about that are happening, if they're not dealt with in a, in a, in a constructive way, a positive way, it's going to affect you later in the years. So here you are now as is in high school and getting ready to go into high school. And you're like, Hey, let's cut class. Let's do a little smoking. Let's do a little, this, a little, that hanging out with the wrong crowds, trying to find something that can satisfy or, or, or you try to cling on to something that you think is going to make you feel better. And this is what happens. A lot of people, uh, especially teens, they will go down that drug path. They will go down that substance abuse path or become promiscuous. You know what I'm saying? Because they're saying, well, nobody loves me. I'm looking for love because I didn't feel validation as a child. And so that trauma kept showing up in different forms, in different ways. And a lot of times, if it's not dealt with, it's kind of like a layer. You're just putting a layer or putting a Band-Aid on it and putting another Band-Aid on it. And and if you don't get to a point where you first recognize that it's trauma, you just think this is my life. This is what I've been dealt with. And this is who I am. But not realizing, Rhonda, that some of those things happened to you because it wasn't dealt with in the correct way is causing more trauma and is causing a path or a pattern, you know, and things like that. So now you're in this pattern of skipping class, you know, trying to juggle, taking some little smokes and doing some things, hanging out with the wrong crowd. Where does it come in at where you start to think about? a love in your life because you're looking for love. But now where does love enter in your life as an adult? And tell us about that relationship that really started to help you to recognize this is not working. Something's going on here. Oh, well, even my first relationship, I'm sorry, my, my eye is burning a little bit because I turned yeah. the air off and I was like, oh, okay. But yeah. like even my first relationship, you know, I started out too early. You know, mm. I, I became sexually active as a teen. Wow. And to be honest, no teen is ready for sex. Come on now. Say that no again. Say that again, Rhonda. <laughs> no teen, no teen anywhere is ready for sex. Because even though they feel that they, even though, no, you know, Rhonda, let's say, even though they feel they're grown now, they feel like they're grown. They feel like they know so much. They feel like, um, you know, he loves me or she loves me and they're a teen and everybody else is doing it. What, what about those people? Well, first of all, first of all, you don't want to be one that follows the crowd. That's true. You don't want to do what everybody else is doing because Mm -hmm. how do you get your individuality from that? Wow. Wow. You really want to go the opposite way. Yeah. 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 And do something different. Um, Try to go to school. Like I I wanted to go to school. Mm -hmm. So after high school, I, you know, signed up for college and everything, Mm -hmm. but still I wasn't, I was actually, I had developmental trauma and didn't Mm. know. So See, I can put my finger on it now, but Mm -hmm. back then I couldn't. So I had developmental trauma, so I couldn't keep up in my classes. Mm. So I I went to, I was going to pre-nursing school and I ended up dropping out of pre-nursing school probably like three times. So I did try. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. I want to mention something now. You That's something, like I said, this is a universal situation and people don't realize s- small little things can cause trauma. For instance, you said, I just tried to go to nursing school and I dropped out, you know, tried three times and dropped out. So what I want to look at is sometimes people can experience, they can witness trauma. They can witness trauma. You know, you, you see a situation happening or you see something happening even to your parents, like you said, as a child, when you were experiencing things in the home, you could witness trauma it's not directly maybe happening to you but you just witness it 
and it causes something to happen on the inside of you. I remember one time we were driving and we saw this car accident on the side of the road. This car just drove right into the stone medium, the stone light. And the person just went forward and it was like, you know, and we pulled over to get out and the, the ladies just slumped over, not responsive or anything. We witnessed, you know, we witnessed, I was with my daughter at the time and we witnessed this and if trauma, it was like, oh my goodness, you just, your blood pressure goes up, you know, you're just like, what can I do? I, I need to do something. And so sometimes you can experience a witness rather trauma and it causes something to happen on the inside of you. You know, for instance, people being abused, you know, see, seeing someone being abused and things like that, a child or or young persons, seeing their parents fighting, you know, seeing them, you know, cursing each other out and throwing things or just, you know, the guy's alcoholic. You can witness some tra traumatic events and it caused something to happen on the inside of you. And so that's the reason why I really wanted to have this conversation with you, because I know you have a support group. You have a show that talks about trauma, how to help people through these different issues. And so as a child, if you grew up with trauma, that's one thing, experiencing that in different forms. But then as you grow through your teen years, if you're still experiencing trauma, that they may start acting out in different ways, doing certain things and things like that. And so all of this, it kind of builds up, you know. Um, yes. a, another type of trauma that I, I want you to address is post-traumatic uh, stress, PTSD. Let's talk about when people go to war. <laughs> you know, wars are still happening in Ukraine, as a matter of fact. Think about the children and the adults and the men. People that are in those types in the military. You know, I've seen different people and had people in my family that have gone to the military, but you hear people talk about the trauma that they've experienced. They're not the same, you know, um, is that some of the same type of trauma? The, the people that go through the military and they're seeing things and they're thrown into environments where they're seeing limbs cut off or people being mutilated or shot or just different things. Is that some of the same type of trauma, would you say? No, there's so many different types of trauma, but I think I think the the main thing is that what all trauma sufferers have in common yeah. is that we we all have to find our way back. Oh, wow. We all have to find our way back. And if you've never been there, mm. then you have to find your way there. Wow. It's not something that you can give up on. Mm. And I think mm. that's why I was chosen for this mission, because I don't give up. I keep going mm. because mm. why would you give up when you have to live anyway? Mm. Why, why settle? Mm. No, why not try to find your purpose? A lot of times there's purpose in trauma. Wow. 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 You know, and it makes me think about, you know, when we talk about the military, for example, people have flashbacks. Have you had the flashbacks or is that something common with certain types of trauma? Because I know there's different types of trauma, but let's talk about the flashbacks, you know, because this is something that people need to realize that if they're experiencing some of these symptoms that they could be experiencing trauma, even though they're not a child anymore or, or a teen or even a young adult, they could be older, but could still be having dreams or having nightmares um, or possibly um, having, um, you know, some physical symptoms because of the trauma. Uh, let's talk about some of the things that were ha that happens to people that are experiencing trauma, you know, or they, you know, like I said, physical symptoms they could be having or flashbacks because people that aren't really realizing that they're experiencing trauma, they don't know that they just think I'm just not sleeping well. 
Um, I just keep having this reoccurring dream or this flashback of a certain experience or, or a certain situation. They don't realize that that is trauma. You know, what are some of those other signs that people may not realize that they, they're experiencing trauma? Well, just like you said, flashbacks. Mm. And then they have something called rumination, ruminating, wow. where okay. you, you're constantly uh, thinking about something negative that happened to you over and over again, but with mm. no ending and no resolve. It's just like an endless loop where this mm. negative thing just keeps playing in your mind. Mm. And I think one of those, one of the things that a person can do, I'm not a medical professional. Yeah, I, mean, I am yeah. a medical professional, but I'm not a medical doctor. Yeah, but yeah. One of the things that, pe- one of the things that I think people can do is to um, just uh, try not to isolate too much. Mm. Mm. Try to okay. be around people, try to find support, try to find support groups. Yes, yes. Talk to people that you can trust. Mm. And mm. I emphasize trust. Trust. That's the key. That is the key, because as you're talking about different things, especially childhood drama, things that you're going through, uh, it's really important. Some people experience bullying. Bullying has been traumatizing to people. And then they get on their job as an adult and they're experiencing bullying on on that job. And it goes back into the mind of when they were younger and how they were possibly bullied. What about neglect? Is neglect a type of trauma? Because, um, you know, if you're not taking care of that child, the way that you should be like, for instance, a father leaves the home and now the mother's struggling to to raise these children. Is that a type of of trauma that that you experience when you're talking to people as well? Neglect could be neglect of withholding love, you know, definitely because neglect uh, equates kind of with emotional abuse. Mm, OK, and everyone okay. says that emotional abuse is harder to heal than physical abuse okay because okay. it's like it's like long lasting mm, like wow. bruises and things they heal eventually mm. well, if someone has been torturing you emotionally for like the first half of your life or whatever yeah. Yeah. that's hard because what happens is you learned how to play the abuse over to yourself wow wow you know, it's like wow. you it's like there's a record and then the record goes off but it's been recorded in you so now you pick up from there i'm worthless i'm no good i can't wow. do anything nothing mm. good is ever going to happen for me and that's one of the things that you cannot do your mm. self-talk is extremely important when you're going through trauma mm. your self-talk wow you have to say positive things to yourself because those negative because they grow all yeah. thoughts grow Mm. So you don't want the negative thoughts to keep growing. You want mm. positive thoughts. I can heal from this. I wow. can make it through this. I mm-hmm. will do better. I will find a way. I will find a book that's going to tell me what's going on. I will mm. find a video. Somebody's been through this. Yes, yes. That's how I learned about narcissism because I didn't realize that I was a victim of narcissist, narcissistic wow. abuse all my life until mm. I went to the bookstore looking mm. for some self-help books. Okay. I'm going to pick up one about narcissism. Mm. Next thing you know, I was off to the races because behind buying those two books, I'll never forget it. Behind buying those two books, I was able to go home and find videos on YouTube. I watched videos for a whole year. I needed to know so Mm. much that was that was going on that had happened to me. Mm -hmm. What you know, I had to open up all these Pandora's boxes that Mm. were kept closed because mm. narcissistic people don't like to talk about anything. You know, everything is secret. Yeah. Uh, they're pre- pretty much focused on the outside, the outwardly mm. focused. Right. I had to learn how to focus on the inside mm. because when you're trapped in a situation, that's all you have is what's yeah. on the inside. You don't have anything on the outside. Wow. Wow. So one of the ways that I help people 
heal is like, let's say you're in a, an abusive relationship with a, yeah. a man, your kid's father, whatever you live with them. Yes. Yes. You're financially dependent. Mm. You're trapped in every which way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? I don't even know how you made contact with me, but you did it. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is what I tell them. Every chance you get, you watch a video. Start learning, start learning. You don't have to read or anything. Try to keep your stuff closed, separate. Don't tell anybody what you're doing. Yeah. And, learn. and you watch those videos for a year or more, Sheila. After wow. a while, you will find a way. It'll be impossible for mm. you to stay in that relationship. It's impossible. Wow. Because it's coming from the inside. You mm-hmm. nurtured yourself on the inside. And that mm. inside wants to get out. Wow. And that's important to say that because, you know, you need to help yourself. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't think that I'm in this and this is my life sentence and I have to deal with the person that's treating me bad or that's causing me emotional trauma, physical trauma. You can get help. And that's what we want you to know, folks. You don't have to stay in a situation. You don't have to stay in a bad situation. You can. There's people out here like Rhonda Johnson that has a, a business of helping people. As a matter of fact, let's talk about your show on JD3 TV. Talk about this a little bit. Why heal trauma like a boss? Let's talk about it. Well, I figured out one day that I was a boss. All right. I was six years old and I told my family I wanted to go to work and <laughs> I made it happen. Yes, yes. So I just felt like if I could, if I could do that at age six mm. and I've just always been very ambitious and just wanted to wanted to do things, wanted to excel, wanted to be better, wanted to help others do better. Yes. This is something that I've always wanted. I do it right now, like you said, for a living. This is right. what I do. Right. And uh, I just I just kind of stayed on that road. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting because, like I said, trauma is something that affects a lot of people. There's financial trauma. There's there's medical trauma. And and talking, you know, just thinking about the pandemic where, like I said, we're trying to come out of it, hopefully. But a lot of people experienced trauma during the pandemic with loved ones dying, um, with people becoming ill, you know, and things like that. People that were healthy that didn't have any issues um, becoming ill. Medical trauma is just as important as physical, as emotional trauma. And a lot of people experience that and they don't realize that um, this is just as bad or equal to the emotional trauma or the physical trauma. Because it's like you said, that that medical trauma can throw you into a financial trauma, you know, because you cannot pay all this medical bills and things that's going on. Um, There's so much that happened during the those two years of the pandemic where people were at home. And they were just thrown together with their family and their children. And they were experiencing being with their children more than six hours a day because they're no, more, normally in school. Now they've got to take care of them. They've got to help school them at home. And it was causing divorce rates to go up even more. Um, it was causing abuse to happen in the homes even more because you're seeing you, the, you know abuse rates went up and things like that during that time. And so because people were locked in in the home and people that are already going through trauma were experiencing even more trauma because they couldn't get out and they couldn't, there was an outlet, you know, because everybody was locked down. So we want you to understand folks, there's different type of trauma that you could be going through. We want you to recognize some of the signs like, you know, bullying and violence and even natural disasters that could cause trauma, early childhood drama and medical trauma, you know, physical, emotional, but all these things is what Rhonda deals with on her television show. And she has a support group that she works with people, helping them to be able to get out 
of giving them some tools to be able to help them to cope with the different types of drama. One question I want to ask you, Rhonda, is, you know, if, a, if, if trauma is not recognized or it's untreated, so to speak, people are just kind of living in it day in, day out, day in, day out. What are some things that happen to people that just possibly decide we're not going to do anything about this? I'm going to just live through this. You know, I know some people um, are depressed, you know, and they're thinking their depression is a result of something, not realizing it's related to trauma or maybe irritability. They're just irritable, irritable. Anything happens or anything goes on or just some people are just hopeless. They don't see things getting better. It doesn't matter what president's coming in or what politicians is coming into office. They're hopeless. They they just go through life thinking, you know, this is life. This is me. Things aren't going to get better. You know, they see everything as gray. When trauma goes undiagnosed or just left untreated, what are some of the, the, the symptoms um, that you see people go through the people that you work with as an example? Well, you can't grow and heal mm. if you don't, if you don't, uh, address your trauma. Okay you, okay. you have to see a medical professional. You have to join a support group. Mm. Um, you have to get, get rid, uh, ex, expel those negative emotions that are right. Related. Right. Uh, you have to find a way to do that. There's so mm -hmm. many different aspects of trying to uh, heal trauma and right. no one way is right for everybody. Oh, that's important. That's very important. Cause a lot of people think if I go to a counselor or I went to a counselor and it didn't work. But like you said, that's important to know, folks, that there's no one simple way. There's no simple fix for everybody. Everybody's different. And you have to find your own system, your own way that's going to work for you uh, and things like that. So it's, it's it's really important because there's so many different types of trauma. There's so many signs, you know, of trauma that could be experienced at any age. You know, you've got children, you've got senior citizens that could experience trauma. There's medical and uh, like I said, uh, you know, po going through the military, that type of trauma, um, so many different types, disaster, all of these types of things. It's important to get help. As Rhonda said, it's important to get help and know that there's not one fix for everybody, because if you don't want to go to a counselor, you need to talk to somebody, talk to anybody, but don't bottle it up on the inside and be like a ticking time bomb because then now you're not only hurting yourself, but you're at risk of hurting others and things. Rhonda, can you give us an example of someone that has been through the program that you have through your counseling and through your, uh, the resources that you have, uh, a success story. Um, I know there was one young lady that, that, uh, we had shared and talked about, and it was so encouraging to know that this holographic grip on a person can be broken. Uh, let's talk about a success story that you've had with, you know, just one of the people that you've worked with. Okay. There, there's been many, I know, but in particular. Well, the, the shocking thing for me was um, I've had at least three medical mm. professionals. Mm. I'm talking uh, psychiatrists, nurses, doctors that actually needed help that didn't yeah. know which way to go from experiencing trauma mm. because you can have, it can come from a relationship yeah. You yeah. know, if a doctor marries a narcissist and doesn't know that he's married to a narcissist, or he or she is married mm -hmm. to a narcissist, right. they need someone to help them because narcissists are basically out to destroy. Yes, yes, yes. Now let's talk about, there's one person I know on your television show that we saw, um, her experience. I forget her name, but uh, she was a young lady. And Yes, yes. Let's Let's talk about what happened to her. Not so much who she is, but what was her story about and how did you help her? Oh, 
Okay. Well, she joined one of the support groups. Okay. Okay. And she was, because when people come to the support groups, usually when they come there, they're pretty wrecked. Okay. Confused. Okay. Yeah. Don't know what happened mm. and everything. And she was, she was one of those people. Uh, she had a, a lot going on for her though. She's, okay. she's bright, loving, caring. Mm. Wow. Uh, I saw her as somewhat innocent, you know, mm. I don't, I don't think that she deserved to go through what she was going through. Wow. Uh, she had an abusive mate wow. um, who was degrading her and things like that. And uh, she was getting, well, I won't say she was getting phone calls, but I yeah. was getting the phone calls from yeah. her probably yeah. like two, three o'clock in the morning. She wanted mm. to drop out of nursing school. Mm. Mm. And, wow. Uh, yeah. And I said, I told her, that's the one thing that you do not do. I don't care what else you do. Mm. Don't do that. Mm. No matter mm. what, because mm. I had to figure out what is the one thing that's going on? What is, what does she have in her life right now that could actually change her life that could turn, flip all of this over? Wow. Okay. She already had it. She was about to graduate, but he mm. wanted to have her at the point where she was just ready to commit herself to a mental institution or something like wow. that. Wow. Wow. So she was able to make arrangements with her teachers and maybe take a little time off or whatever. Mm -hmm. But right now she, that was uh that was a few years ago. Okay. Right now she is really doing her thing. I talked to her a couple of days ago. Okay. She started out, she, cause nursing is so, so vast and so broad. You can yeah. do so many different things. So right. she started out working in hospitals and clinics. Then she became a travel nurse, which she enjoyed oh. that a lot better. So she's seeing the world, making a whole lot of money, doing her thing, feeling great, feeling happy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. If you have something that you love or whatever uh that you that helps to fulfill you emotionally hold on to it mm. don't let it go mm. and make sure that you live by your principles try to keep keep your principles yeah you know? yeah keep yeah. your principles because mm. a lot of people that are not successful and don't come out of it are people who allow it to change them like somebody wow. did something to one of your loved ones now mm. you're going to go do something to them and now wow. you're going to go to jail because mm. there's a good chance you'll get caught mm. or whatever so wow. you have to you have to keep some spiritual principles i'm not saying you have to be a holy roller or anything like that right but right you do have to have some spiritual principles that you live by that cannot be broken because wow. that's the difference between a person who heals and a person who doesn't heal and gets worse. Mm. You have to hold on to your values. You have to hold on to what's important. And it has to be something solid coming from the inside. It can't mm. be something coming from the outside because wow. healing takes place on the inside. Mm, that's healing trauma like a boss, y'all. Okay, that's what that is. That's what that is. You know, Rhonda, we, we, we're just about out of time. We just want to thank you folks for listening today. Um, if you have not heard this entire broadcast, I want you to visit us at www.road2eternity.net for more information, for more content, Rhonda's information, Rhonda Johnson's information will be on there. Rhonda, I want to thank you so much for, for being our guest today, sharing with people information about trauma. Her show is called Heal Trauma Like a Boss. You can find it on JD3 TV. And also she has a support group where she works with individuals, helping them to cope, giving them some tools so that they can be able to get through their 
terrific um, terrible event that might have happened in their life, no matter what it is, because there's different types of trauma that she said, and there's no one fix for everyone. So she helps you to kind of navigate through those landmines and to be able to get to that safe place that you need to be, whether it's emotionally, mentally or physically or spiritually, because there's different types of abuse that she's talked about. Uh, Rhonda, we just have a couple of minutes. I want you to speak to a person that is in trauma and they think this is the end. This is my life sentence. What would you say to a person out there that that needs to move forward and to go forward with their life? I would say that you are living in one moment in time right now. You're alive. You don't mm. you don't have a choice. You have to be here. Mm. OK, because we don't want you to commit suicide or think about that. No suicides, no homicides, no severe mental illness. Mm. We want you to focus on going inward and knowing that your life has a purpose. I'm t- uh, no matter how bad the trauma is, if you try hard enough to heal yourself, you will find it out. I even found out that I have, I have spiritual gifts. Mm. behind my trauma. God God will bless you. They told me, the people who used to tell me there was a gift at the end of my trauma, I wanted to beat up. Wow. That's how I didn't believe that. I'm like, what kind of gift mm. am I going to get from this? There's gifts. Wow. And there's wow. huge gifts. <laughs> mm. Wow. Wow. You just, have to, you just have to get through it and know that every adversity carries mm. with it the seed of equal or greater benefit. So if you have a purpose in life, don't stop because Mm -hmm. of the trauma. You may have to maneuver, go different ways or try different things, but don't stop trying to fulfill your life, fulfill your life's purpose. Don't don't stop making others happy. Make yourself happy first, of course, but know that you can help someone else. Like I get a lot of fulfillment out of helping other people every day. I go to work to help other people. I love the joy that Mm -hmm. I get. After mm-hmm. I've given someone some therapy mm-hmm. and the way they react, like, wow, I just, yeah. I thought I was okay or something like that. Like, <laughs> you know, now I feel fabulous. You know, like just doing my job, ma'am. <laughs> just doing the job. That's what I'm talking about. And I am so happy that you spent this time with us, Rhonda, because there are so many people around the world that need to hear this information. They don't even recognize that the situation they're in, they just know they're having difficulty and they think that this is supposed to happen. And there, some people are saying, why me? And some people, are saying, well, this is the way that it is, not knowing that situations can change. And so I so appreciate the information that you shared with our audience today. This is something that can help individuals to live longer. You don't have to stay in this rut. You don't have to stay feeling that you're six feet under. You can be able to live again, to walk again, to love again. Don't let this be the end. And I'm so grateful that there are people out there like Rhonda that has dedicated her life because she was a little girl that read a book and that book changed her life and she held on to be the powerhouse that she is today. So Rhonda, thank you so much for being my special guest to you. I love you, girl. You're my sister, my friend, and you are helping people because of your passion that you have to help people. It's making a difference. So you are a heart-centered messenger. Thank you, my friend, for being here. Thank you for having me, Sheila. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.